familiar? If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. As mothers, our bodies go through an incredible amount of change in a short period of time. We spend about nine months growing a baby, which is amazing in itself. And after our babies are born, our bodies create breast milk, the most nutritious food possible to help them grow and keep them healthy. Our bodies are truly amazing, and still many of us don't view them that way. So what's the problem, and can these negative feelings impact our breastfeeding goals? Today, we're talking about body image and breastfeeding. We're the boob group. I use a breast pump. I hand express milk for my baby. I exclusively breastfeed. I use a nipple shield. I breastfed after a C-section. I use a milk bank. I breastfeed in public whenever I feel like it. I pump at work. I breastfeed with a cover. I breastfeed twins. I give my baby bottles. I made my own supplemental nursing system. I supplement with formula. I talk to my baby while I breastfeed. I'm breastfeeding as a survivor of sexual abuse. When I have extra milk, I share it with other mom we are equal we are the boob group welcome to the boob group we're here to support all moms wanting to provide breast milk to their babies i'm sunny galt and i am co-hosting the show today with a few other mamas which you'll meet in just a second so what do you think of our new show format we would love to hear from you you can send us an email or leave us a voicemail and all that can be done straight through our website. If you love the Boob Group as much as we do, then please help us spread the word to other parents. You can leave us a review in iTunes. That's a great way for other people to find us. It's super easy to do through the podcast app on your phone if you have an iPhone or through the iTunes app on your desktop. And while you're on iTunes, be sure to subscribe to the Boob Group so you'll automatically see new episodes when they're available online. So let's go ahead and meet some of the mamas that are joining us today. We'll learn a little bit more about them before we start our conversation. And Angel, let's start with you. Hi, everybody. My name is Angel Lakita Moore. I am a wife. I've uh, been a wife for nine years or almost nine years. I have three sons, uh, Marcus, who's six, and then two one-year-old twins who I am currently still nursing. They are not trying to wean at all. Um, <laughs> and I have a YouTube channel called That Chick Angel TV, as well as a podcast I just started with my husband called Is This Going to Cause an Argument? <laughs> and the answer is yes, yes to every topic you have on the show, right? Absolutely. I every love the title time. of the show. Thank <laughs> you so much. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. And Courtney, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello, my name is Courtney Staten. I am in Kansas City, Missouri, so I'm right dab in the middle of America. I am a breastfeeding photographer. I do families, portraits, kids, a little bit of everything, but my specialty is in breastfeeding. Uh, the name of my company is Stag and Bird Photography, which you'll be able to find on Facebook, Instagram, 
you can pretty much hit me up by carrier pigeon smoke signal, anything like that. <laughs> I, I also have two boys myself. I've got a five and a half year old Eli and an almost two year old Everett that I am nursing. Um, and, and I've really had thought that I'd be done by now, but at this point I figure he'll probably stop by the time he's in kindergarten. And if not, we live pretty close to the school. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just take I, little breaks. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm married to my husband, Eric. We have been together. I can't, this is 2016. We've been together 16 years now and we've been married for eight or nine of those. I, I, sorry. Usually the husbands can't remember. I can't remember. It's a long time. (laughs) And you're also the ambassador for our friends over at Rumina, right? Yes, I am. Thank you. I am the ambassador and spokesmodel for Rumina Nursing Wear, which is a really incredible company that uh, does nursing tanks and bras for everyone. And um, if you're, if you're pumping, if you're nursing, it's a great company and a great product. Awesome. And Nayeli, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So I am Nayeli Gomez and I live in the Chicago area. So it's a little bit cold most of the time. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm still pretty, I'm breastfeeding my um, toddler uh, who's 22 months old. And speaking of like I- interesting weddings and well, this is not too interesting, but I got, pre- uh, I got married when I was five months pregnant. So talking about body image, the topic fits well into that. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I totally get it. All right. A little bit about myself. So I have four kids and my oldest is five, a boy. And then I have a three-year-old boy as well. I breastfed both of them. Um, And I also have twin girls who are about two and a half years old and uh, still, still breastfeeding the girls. They actually started out, um, they were, they were preemies. They were 35 weekers. And so they had a hard time latching at first. So I was an exclusive pumper for the first two months and then uh, exclusively breastfeeding fed after that. And, uh, and I'm still breastfeeding them, which is incredible. And Angel, like your boys, I like they're showing no signs of stopping. Yeah. And I, I, it looks a lot like National Geographic when they come at right. me because, <laughs> you know, they just kind of take over my body and I'm just like, okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I'm super proud to still be breastfeeding. And uh, I kind of feel like they're my success story because I did struggle with my boys. And everyone said, everyone, you know, said that, tr- you know, feeding twins or breastfeeding feeding twins was going to be more difficult. And I actually found it to be easier than my wow. singletons. So yeah, I think it's just a supply and demand kind of thing, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, so super proud of that. <coughs> Sound familiar? <coughs> if your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little... I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. <laughs> 
All right. So before we kick off our episode today about body image and breastfeeding, I wanted to introduce you to Ashley Wells. Ashley is the founder of the Fourth Trimester Bodies Project. Obviously, body image, huge among women after they have their babies. And so I wanted to bring your project to light to all of our listeners. Can you tell us a little bit about the Fourth Trimester Bodies Project? Absolutely. So um, Fourth Trimester Bodies Project is a photo documentary at its core. Um, we travel around the world taking pictures of women, um, sometimes with their babies, sometimes with their children, sometimes just by themselves. Um, and we photograph every woman in her underwear, black undies, black bras, if they choose to really have an open dialogue on women's bodies and what they look like postpartum. Um, we share women's stories, their births, their journeys through womanhood and motherhood all together, really to just show how many variations of normal are out there and how closely connected we all are in this thing that is motherhood. Now, you have an incredible backstory to this. Your personal story just says so much as to why you created this project. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure, absolutely. So um, I'm a lifelong photographer. It's been my career. Um, I run a pinup and boudoir studio in Chicago. And in the midst of that work, I went through a second pregnancy, my first. I have a 10-year-old son as well. Um, but it was through my most recent pregnancy that my life changed very, very drastically. I learned that I was pregnant with identical twin girls and very soon after that they were dying. Um, through that pregnancy, we faced many complications. I had an in, in utero surgery to try to correct the twin to twin transfusion syndrome that was killing my girls. And unfortunately, my daughter Aurora passed away as a result. And I then went into labor and delivered um, my girls via emergency cesarean at 24 weeks gestation. Um, and the road that followed that dealing with grief and the loss of my daughter and not knowing if Nova, our survivor, was going to survive. And, um, you know, we had a long NICU journey. I had a hard physical recovery after all that my body had been through in such a short time. I really felt like my worth as a woman and a mother had been somewhat shattered. I went into that pregnancy feeling like a superstar. I was more fit than I probably ever had been, was doing yoga every day was really happy and excited about being pregnant again. And then all of all of that slept away. I felt like I had failed again as a as a woman and a mother. My body hadn't been able to keep my girls alive. It hadn't been able to protect them. I hadn't been able to give birth how I'd wanted to. My healing wasn't what I wanted to. I had to have a cesarean revision that had to heal open for months on end. And dealing with those body horrors and the internal dialogue that suddenly became so negative was really, really difficult. But the beauty of it was that it showed me how much women struggle, that the dialogue that I was having was something that wasn't unique to me. I wasn't alone in it. Other women were repeating the same words to themselves every day. And that's when I decided to change it. So I took a photo of myself and my surviving daughter, Nova, just a couple months after she came home from the NICU. And I put it on social media and asked people to join me in this journey of telling their stories and showing themselves so that we could shatter those stigmas and really just create a positive dialogue around postpartum women. A lot of women that are listening to this may be wondering, okay, I'm in. How do I get involved? How do I support something like this? So what are some of the different ways that our listeners can learn more about the project and, and even participate? 
Absolutely. So the easiest way to get involved is online, both on our website and on our social media accounts, Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, are all of our photos. We've worked with over 1,500 women to date in the past three years, and all of their photos and stories live in our online galleries. So you can dive in and get yourself up to speed there. Um, For women who want to participate themselves, we are still touring worldwide through January 2017. So you can see our tour schedule on our website as well and come see us in one of the cities. We also are hosting conferences, one-day events in Portland and Chicago, in Boston this year where women can come and spend a day with us, as well as other women in the body positive and postpartum support um, movements. Just a day of body positivity and, and connectivity. Um, our first book is out. Women can, um, you know, pick that up and, and read there as well. Um, and we have several other things in the works as we transition into what the next year will bring for us. But that's the, that's the most straightforward way. Visit us online and go from there. And I know that you just did a shoot too with our friends over at Rumina. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. We were thrilled to work with Rumina. Um, We had the joy of sourcing moms, real moms, not models, um, to shoot their new product line in our Chicago studio. And it was really, really great to, to shoot with women who are moms for a product that, that is for moms. Um, you know, it makes sense to have women that are using the product be the ones photographed in it to use online. So we're really excited for them to start rolling out that new line and collection. I love it. Such a great concept. The impact that you're having with women just has to be huge. It's so moving and inspirational. And on behalf of all moms, thank you so much for everything you do. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so today we're talking about body image and breastfeeding. It can be very difficult to overcome body image issues. So I have a disclaimer here off the top. That is not our goal. Our goal is not to say, yes, you have a body image issue. Let's fix it in a 30-minute podcast. It's just not going to happen, right? But what we can do is be there to support other moms who are breastfeeding and even pumping for their babies. And just to say, hey, we've been through this too. And, you know, just show a little bit of empathy. So that's what, you know, we're trying to do with this is help any moms that may be struggling with body image issues to say, we've been there, we've done that, and we may still even be there um, and going through it right now. So most of these questions that we have, we're just going to kind of open it up. And if you have personal experience with it, just kind of shout it out. So one of the things I wanted to establish though in the beginning is, and you don't have to share these numbers with me, but like if you think of like a scale of one to 10, think about just in your head and and everyone that's kind of listening, play along a little bit. How would you rate your pre-pregnancy body on a scale of one to 10? And then how does that compare in your mind to your body while you're breastfeeding? You know, if you have a couple numbers in your head, you know, is one on one end of the scale and, and one on the other? Yeah, they're in two different countries. I <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Don't even think they're related. My pre-pregnancy body, 
I won't say, well, you know what? Being in my post-pregnancy body, looking back at my pre-pregnancy body, I'd put it at a 10. Now, when I was over there, <laughs> when I was over there, I would have never said that. So I don't want y'all to think that I was walking around looking like a supermodel, but looking at myself now compared to then, I was like, I was one hot tamale. But, <laughs> so now I would probably on a bad day, which is like today where I'm just like, oh my goodness, why'd you eat that bowl of cereal? I'd put myself at a five on a good day, six and a half, seven is where I would okay. put my, yeah, my post, my post uh, in breastfeeding body. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Courtney, what about you? I kind of feel the same. You know, when I, I was a pretty young mom, I was 23 or 24 when I first got pregnant and man, I still looked good. I didn't think that I looked very good then, but I I don't know if you guys have seen the little, what are they? Memes? Memes? I don't know. Oh, I don't know what they're called, but they say, I wish I was as fat as I was when I thought I was fat. I can relate to that. Yes. And I'm like, man, I thought that I looked terrible then. And now I'm like, geez. But you know what? I had a really hard time after I'd had my first and I got into doing fitness competitions and bodybuilding, did everything I could to get down to be as tiny as I could be and as fit. And the second time around, I was just more about being happy. And I have learned, I think we'll put it maybe with with age comes a little wisdom or maybe Mm -hmm. I just I'm too tired to care anymore. (laughs) I am a lot more comfortable in my body now than maybe I was then. You you know, a few kids and a lot of pounds later, I actually feel like I look okay. You know, usually it depends on the lighting. We'll say good lighting helps. Uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yes. But overall, I have learned to become more content. There are days when I look in the mirror and I'm not super pleased and, you know, I, I always feel like there's lots of room for improvement, but generally speaking, I think that I'm doing okay. Good. Mm-hmm. Good, good, good. Okay. And Nayeli, mm-hmm. how would you rate yourself overall? Is there a big discrepancy between your pre-pregnancy uh, body and your nursing body? Uh, you know, I can't relate so much to Kearney because I also thought that I was not fit. I was a little, I had a little more meat than I wanted to. And then I looked back and I was, what was I thinking? I look just <laughs> fine. Right. And, um, and you know, my post-pregnancy body, you know, it, it was bad. I am very tiny. So everything that I put on, it shows, <laughs> yeah. it shows. So, you know, it was, yeah, I, I was a little bit problem. self-conscious. <laughs> I don't have a problem. Good. <laughs> okay. So when we think about our negative feelings, because I, I, I'm, you know, my situation is very similar to you guys. Um, when I look back at my photos, I'm like, yeah, I thought I had a weight issue there and like didn't even know, you know, how, how drastically your body can change. Um, so I'm, I'm right there with you guys. And, and when we have these negative feelings, I just kind of like to take a quick poll here. Is it specifically as a result of weight gain, is that what pops into your head? Is like, is it overall weight gain or is it more about, oh, my breasts used to be much more perky or now I have a C-section scar or now I've got stretch marks? Like, how would you classify that? Yes. For me, the um, the C-section scar. Oh, my God. I still I'm still struggling with it. My uh, daughter is 22 months old and I cannot get over it. So I need therapy. (laughs) I need someone. (laughs) I need to talk to someone um, about this because I cannot get over it. Um, I, I cannot even look at it. 
Um, okay. I, I, I'm currently still struggling with it. And it's okay. so funny because I was actually looking forward to the stretch marks. You know, everybody makes a deal out of it. And I was hoping, you know, I, I wasn't hoping, but I, I knew I was going to get them. And I didn't. No stretch marks. But that scar, it's killing me. Yeah. Angel, what about you? I would say my tummy, very specifically my stomach, because, you know, with twins, because you've been pregnant with twins as well, they stretch your stomach out so much. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. So trying to get my skin to go back to where it's supposed to go. So right now I have a little bit of what we call in my family is Dunlap, my stomach Dunlapped over my (laughs) pants. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there are days that I'm very proud of my stomach <laughs> because it doesn't look like I gave birth to twins, but because I know where I would like it to be and it's not there and the skin is kind of like, it's kind of loose. And so I feel like there's still enough elasticity in it that it might go back, yeah. but the fact that it's not there, it's not like I need to be walking around, you know, like Britney Spears with my stomach all out. Like, I don't know where I plan on going with my stomach out, but I would still- <laughs> I'd like to have that option if I wanted. Right. And right now right. it's not an option. It's really not fun. Right. Uh, I have a little bit of the overall weight gain issue and also the the stomach, kind of the saggy skin. And um, I... I have enough that fills out the saggy skin that it doesn't just sag. I mean, it's kind of puffs out. I still feel like I look like I'm about three or four months pregnant. And, you know, it's kind of something that I just deal with. But what really bothers me is when I wear tank tops only because I have ancillary breast tissue in my armpits. So I have like fatty armpits. And that is something that bothers me. So you know, it kind of depends on what I'm wearing and what I'm doing. As far as the pressure coming from myself or from, you know, outside pressure, it varies. It it really depends on where I'm going and what I'm doing. Typically, it's myself and how I just feel about myself that particular day. You know, we did on our uh, sister show for the boob group, um, on our sister show, uh, Twin Talks, we did an episode about diastasis recti. Um, Mm -hmm. And that, I know that isn't, I mean, you don't have to be a twin mom in order to experience diastasis recti. So for people who haven't heard of this before, it's basically the separation um, that occurs in your stomach area. And to, to Courtney's point, when you feel, sometimes when you feel like you're four months, whatever, pregnant constantly, because I'm in your boat. Courtney, like I, what I equate it to is like having a little girl belly. You know how like little girls uh-huh. have like a little, yeah. little pot belly. Yep. Um, yeah. Whereas for most of my adult female life, I felt like I just had a little gut, you know, where I could separate my upper stomach from my bottom and it didn't look like a pregnancy belly. It just looked like I needed to lose some weight. You know, let's just be honest, you know, but ever since having my twins, I've had this little girl belly and it is driving me crazy. And so um, we did this whole episode on diastasis recti and I learned that that was actually the issue that I'm personally struggling with. And a lot of women do, and it's never actually diagnosed, but there are are exercises you can do to help strengthen that muscle. And it's just from stretching, you know, and, and a lot of twin moms get it because obviously we're carrying two babies and, you know, may stretch a little bit more depending on, you know, how long you carry your babies for. But that is is a common body issue image um, that, you know, more and more women are talking about, which I think is good. Um, it's something that I'm definitely struggling with. So if you guys want more information, I'll make sure that we link to it um, on the episode page for this episode so you guys can learn more about it. Anything that you guys like better about your body now 
that you're breastfeeding. I know I've heard, I'm a pretty busty girl, but I have heard that women, maybe Nayeli, to your point here about being tiny. Do you like the fact that when you're breastfeeding, your breasts get more full and, and bigger? You know, they talk about, you know, nature's own breast enhancement. Like, did you... Were there any positives that came out of it for you, Nayeli? Uh, all right, all right. I did mention that I was tiny, but but I am very heavy and chesty woman. That's okay, a big okay. part of me. However, you, it leads me to a very good point because, you know, I was so self-conscious of being so big because, again, I was tiny, yet my chest was really big. And yeah. I grew up very self-conscious. You know, this started developing in my early teens. So I grew up very insecure. I would hunch down. I would always cross my arms, wear um, a sweater in the summertime, even here in Chicago. And um, it, because I was always so self-conscious and I hated my boobs. I hated them. And then clothes won't, wouldn't fit because the rest of my body was so small. And breastfeeding turned that around for me because I finally saw the purpose of my breasts. And now I love them. It's a, it's a beautiful <laughs> relationship now because I can see, I can see what they're for, you know? And, yeah. um, and my daughter recently, um, she's growing up bilingual. So she's speaking a uh, very little English here and there. And the other morning she woke up and she touched my boob and she said, mommy, I like it. To me, that was, that was it. You know, it was a cherry and a cake. Yes. It was beautiful. So that, that's my story with my, um, body image struggle. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So Angel and Courtney, uh, anything you like better about your body now that you're a nursing mom? I never had, I was, see, I wasn't in your world. Uh, I was a small chested woman. So (laughs) <laughs> that is like one of the things I look forward to when I know I'm pregnant. I'm like, oh, I'm going to have boobs for at least a year. <laughs> and it makes me more proportioned. So even though I sometimes have like really struggle with how I look, when I dress up with my post baby body, oh, I shut it down. I slay because boobs <laughs> are popping. The butt is going. I have something cinching in my waist. So even though, yeah, maybe when I'm, you know, naked standing in the mirror, I'm like, what has happened to my body? When I dress this body up, oh, I am so excited about it. I, the, 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 yes, nature's breast boob job is the best thing ever. I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, and Courtney, what about you? Uh, yeah, I just kind of tolerate it all. Uh, I, <laughs> I, had, I had really, really great boobs. And then I oh. had, you know, a couple babies and nursed one for nine months. And now we're going on two years with this one. And, you know, I'm thankful for the ruminatops because they still make them look all right. Otherwise, I have to kind of like carry them over my shoulders when I go somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, totally. You know, I, I don't really think that I love anything more. I, I just feel like maybe I'm more accepting. Right. No. Well, so, and that leads into my next question is your perception of your body. And actually, Angel, you touched on this a little bit. When you dress it up, you know, you feel a little bit better. So would you say your overall perception of your body changes frequently or do you pretty much feel the same way about your body no matter what? I think I know Angel's answer, right? It has something to do with like the clothes you wear and how you're presenting yourself, right, Angel? 
Absolutely. Like there, it changes. Like if I'm in the gym, I feel like I'm the best looking thing in there because I know what my body's been through. And I know half of those people Mm -hmm. have not been through that. So I'm just like, yeah, I'm a beast. I don't care if I have this baby (laughs) gut. Like I pushed out two babies. Absolutely. I'm amazing. And then there are other days when I'm with my other little actress friends that are the size of two pigs. I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) So it, it fluctuates rapidly, frequently, but, and I understand that. I just, I feel like it's a nature of, of being a woman in this society that, you know, some days you can feel really great about what you've done and what your body can do. And other days you're judging it off of something superficial. So I've accepted that. Yeah. It, it changes. All yeah. The time. <laughs> yeah. Naomi, what about you? It, it goes the same way up and down. There are days and times that I feel like, oh my God, what I did, I gave birth to this child and my body can do so much and I feel so empowered. And there are other days that I just feel like, oh God, you know, I need to focus back on me getting healthier and fit. Um, but it also depends on the context, of course. Sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to discuss how having negative body images of ourselves can impact all areas of our life, including our ability to accomplish our breastfeeding goals. We'll be right back. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back. We've been talking about body image and breastfeeding and how we have a tendency to focus on the negative. Sometimes we have like little peaks of, you know, us getting dressed up and feeling a little bit better about ourselves or perhaps when we're working out or something like that, feeling like, you know, our bodies are amazing and they we've done some really incredible things with it. Um, but it sounds like we're, we're kind of going up and down with this. So I, I want to focus. <laughs> I want to focus on the negative because that's what we always do, right? Um, <laughs> how, you know, when, you, when you're in that mindset, when, when you're in one of those slumps, right? You're in, in you're just kind of thinking negative thoughts about your body image. How has that impact your breastfeeding relationship or has it? Angel, what do you think? You know what? I feel like it, it, it's a shame, but the negative images that I have make me want to continue to breastfeed because I figure if my, I'm not happy with my body, at least it can be doing something good and positive. So mm. You know, uh, like if I'm not feeling like the size that I want to be or, you know, I just am comparing myself too much. Me breastfeeding gives my body purpose and it takes it out of that. It it allows me to take myself out of that mode. So it's it's pitiful as it kind of sounds to be like, oh, your negativity is helping you breastfeed. It does kind of, uh, I guess, center me to be like your body is more than this, this thing that you present for the world to judge or for me to judge is actually giving life and nourishment to two little boys. So mm-hmm. it, and that's the way it's affected. The negativity has actually pushed me to something more positive in my mind. 
I love that you said that because I, I'm kind of the same way. Like I always want to accomplish something. So if I'm filling my head with negativity or something, I want to make sure that, okay, something positive has to come out of this, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm really glad you said that. I think, and, I, and I've heard too, a lot of women wanting to, when they have these negative images and a lot of times it, it, it comes back to wanting to lose general baby weight after you've had a baby. Um, you know, we hear that, you know, breastfeeding allows you to lose that weight faster. So I know <laughs> a lot of women, you know, push through because thinking that, you know, it's going to help them lose the baby weight faster. So I feel like we got to address that for you guys, for your own personal experiences, because every woman's different. Every body is different. Did breastfeeding help you, do you think, lose the baby weight faster, Nayeli? Oh, yes. It was amazing. After three months, I was back to my pre-pregnancy weight after only three months. Yes. It was, it was, uh, yeah, I was one of those, but I was, I was always hungry and I would eat like Mm -hmm. three plates of whatever, you know, my husband would sit down and eat his plate. I would eat three times, literally. And I was always hungry and eating, eating, eating. And I actually didn't, didn't like it because I was always hungry and I was busy and I was working and I, I would need to stop everything that I was doing because I was starving. And then I was like really, really skinny. And I did not like that. Believe it or not, I did not like that. You know, it took a toll in my body. I started getting weak too physically I could see. So I need, I needed to step it up with a diet, like increasing my food intake. But yeah, I went back right. to my pre-pregnancy um, body just after three months because of breastfeeding. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. Courtney, Courtney, what was your experience with that? Mine was, uh, well, honestly, I thought with my oldest Eli that the breastfeeding was helping me to lose weight. But I had also, after I was about six weeks postpartum, started really heavy dieting and exercise. So I was attributing so much of my loss to being nursing. And then when I had stopped nursing at nine months, I had already been significantly lower than what I was pre-pregnancy with him. But then when I stopped nursing, I started dropping weight very quickly again. And it kind of went off like, oh, my body was kind of holding on to these calories and storing the fat to help with my milk production. So now this time I've kind of just been ready for that. And I feel like that when I stop nursing, it will also allow my metabolism maybe kick up a little bit and I'll be able to uh, lose a little bit more. At least that's what I'm telling myself. (laughs) (laughs) I think that it's, you know, maybe maybe the first time around, because each pregnancy is different and each child you nurse is different, maybe the first time around it did help a little bit. But this time it's almost, I think it's been a hindrance because it has taken a lot to lose anything. And I'm, I think, a couple pounds over my pre-pregnancy weight now. But truthfully, I don't really worry about it too much. It is what it is. Right. And Angel, how about uh, you, as far as breastfeeding is concerned, did it help you lose the weight, especially with the twins? How did that work Uh, for you? Yeah, I would say with my first one, I didn't really see it, not that much. But with the twins, I definitely was dropping weight, but I was counteracting that because I ate like a pack of wild boars. Like I could not, (laughs) when I tell you, I could not stop eating. It was ridiculous. My husband... My husband is 6'4", 240, and I could out-eat him without blinking. Like, it was Oh, yeah. High-five, Angel. Oh, my goodness. So I think I would have saw more weight loss had I not – I mean, 
I, and I really gave myself permission. I was not judging myself. I was like, yep, you go back up there and get some more uh, helping. It's fine. You're keeping two babies alive. But yes. now that I have now that I have reeled that in and I'm no longer doing that, especially since they eat solids, um, the, my weight, I've been shedding weight like crazy here lately. So I, I definitely attribute a lot of that to, to breastfeeding. Yeah. 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 I know, you know, to Courtney's point, I I'm kind of in your boat, Courtney with, um, you know, been breastfeeding my twins. I, I, you know, coming up here on two and a half years and I did not do that with my boys, my, um, my singletons. So with my boys, it was only about, I don't know, between about six months that I, I nursed my boys. So I, I kind of feel like I'm comparing apples to oranges because, you know, I breastfed my twins a lot longer than, than my boys. And I just feel like it's really difficult to lose mm-hmm. the weight. I, and I think part of it is because I'm still really hungry too. Um, right. I mean, I'm, I mean, my girls are toddlers now, so they're not, it's not like they have to breastfeed every two hours or whatever, but my body is still making a lot of milk for two babies, you know, and I'm, I just feel like I'm constantly hungry too. And it is just taking, it's taking a while for this weight to come off. Now, am I doing everything I should be doing? Like if I really wanted, really, really was dedicated to losing the weight, am I doing everything that I should be doing? No, I'm not because I'm a mom and there's other priorities, right? Which we've all kind of touched on. Um, but yeah, I mean, if I feel like for me, I feel like the um, breastfeeding helped initially. And but then now I feel like it's a hindrance. Go ahead, Courtney. Well, I was gonna say when you started transitioning towards solids and Angel had kind of mentioned that, did you notice a change at all? Because for me, once Everett started moving into solids and we, we did baby led weaning with, with food. Once mm-hmm. he started really going to more solids, I actually had noticed that I had dropped a few pounds. So I don't know what that, you know, maybe I wasn't trying to make as much milk. I'm not sure. Cause to me, the science behind it says it would go the opposite, but um, maybe I'm just not having to eat as much and burn through as many calories to produce yeah. milk and I'm overeating could be part of it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I if, yeah, I don't know if I noticed anything. Angel, did you notice anything and transition to solids? Yeah, I I noticed that I was then eating a lot just out of habit and not out of actual hunger. I had Need, developed yeah. I had developed a habit of you bloat up your plate, and so I <laughs> had to literally <laughs> break that habit. And it, it's not like because I was like, if I'm hungry, I'm going to eat. There's not I'm not starving myself. I'm not going to do something like that. But I noticed that I would stop being hungry a lot earlier into the meal than I would be than I was prior to them eating solids if that makes sense like I had to check in with myself because if not I would have kept kept eating the same uh, portion amount out of habit more than my body actually needing all the calorie intake that I was having before right Yep. That makes sense to me. Well, we just get in habits of doing things too, right? So I think that's, it's just breaking a habit. Yeah. Okay. So I think we touched on this a little bit earlier, but I want to go back. So at least for Angel and Courtney, because Nayeli, you only have one child, right? Yes. Okay. So with Angel and Courtney, how did your body image change with each subsequent child? Courtney, I think you touched on this a little bit earlier, but, but how would you sum that up? Uh, You know, I think it's just kind of more of general acceptance of learning. Well, you know, your your body, for me, grew babies 41 weeks. So, you know, you go through that. And, you know, I I had almost 10-pound babies both times around. So, you know, with that came along a lot of 
the extra weight because I gained a lot more than just 10 pounds. Um, and so the first time I really, really was having a hard time with it because I wanted to continue to be, um, not necessarily continue to be, but I wanted to go to where I felt like I looked great. And I thought that I needed kind of the validation to be a good mother that I had to look like I looked great. And Mm -hmm. that was part of it. But after the second one, I kind of learned that there were a lot more important things than just how I looked to be a good mom and to be a good wife. We struggled the second time around. We had secondary infertility and we had some miscarriages and losses. And I, along that, I kind of figured out what was important to me and having a six pack wasn't necessarily important Mm -hmm. to me, but, you know, feeling good and being able to play with my boys was more important. So as far as my particular body image went, it was just more of acceptance and learning to kind of not necessarily love how I look, but just tolerate it. I don't need to dislike how I look every day. I I can be okay with how I look on a day-to-day basis. Absolutely. Angel, what was your experience between your first and then your twins? Um, With my first, like uh, after I had um, my singleton, little Marcus, my body, I had severe body uh, image issues. Like I would have probably given myself a two back then. Like it was really a struggle. So when we decided to get pregnant um, the second time, I went into the pregnancy completely different. Like I was extremely healthy during that pregnancy. Uh, Granted, I ate a lot, but I was in the gym all the way up until I was like almost eight months pregnant with the twins, lifting weights and running. I I was a beasting in the gym. I was like, like, you are going to stay healthy. You're going to, you're going to keep your body where you want it. It might not be like, you know, obviously I wasn't trying to have an hourglass figure while I was pregnant, but I was like, I'm going to remain healthy and I'm going to listen to my body. So after having the twins, I was a lot more accepting of where my body was. I, I felt a lot better about where my body was, even though I left the hospital, obviously still looking pregnant. Cause that was a huge thing when I had the first one and I left the hospital still looking pregnant. I was so confused. I was like, what is happening in my life right now? <laughs> I, don't, I, I do not understand what is happening. So like now again, like even though I do have bad days on my good days, really no one can touch me. I feel so good about myself and where my body is on my good days. And I, I don't even, that was like the, the person that I was after I had my first son and the person that I, I was after I had the twin boys, I don't even know if they're related as far as in <laughs> the way I viewed myself it, because I was determined. I was like, I will not, that was a, a reason, big reason why I didn't, um, one of the reasons why it took us so long to decide to get pregnant again, because I didn't want to go through that mm-hmm. again. I didn't want to have to go through, you know me psyching myself into feeling okay about myself. And I was just like, I don't want to have to do that again. So Mm -hmm. going into it, that was a big thing. I was like, you're going to change how you feel about your body. And you're going to also make it not be so hard for you to feel good about your body. So I purposely made decisions that were going to make me feel good about myself, feel good about where I was at. And even though I have bad days, I also, I'm just proud of what my body did. And I get to flaunt my two little kids. So I get the comment of, you had twins? And I'm like, yes, I did. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much. Like I I set myself up for that comment all the time. (laughs) Yeah. 
So yeah, it, it's completely different. And, and I, I'm glad that I was realistic about it. And I wasn't like, you have to be superwoman. You have to feel good about yourself all the time. I was like, no, I need to set myself up to feel good and quit trying to pretend like this is some imaginary thing that happens to women. It's something that's real. So if you want to feel good about yourself, set yourself up to feel good about yourself. So that's how I kind of went into it with the with the twins. I think that's such a, a great attitude to have. And I love I love that you even set yourself up to get compliments because I think we need to hear that. I don't yeah. I don't think I don't see anything wrong with setting yourself up for a compliment. <laughs> we don't hear it enough. Yes, absolutely. I had on a little tutu at their birthday and I had just a little upper abdominal. That's the part that's together, my upper that. abdominal showing. And I okay. was like I was like, Yes, everybody was like, I can't believe you had twins a year ago. I'm like, I well thank you. Thank you so much. You know. <laughs> That is awesome. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for being with us today and for being so honest and open. I know this is a difficult conversation to have, but hopefully a lot of mamas listening um, are going to benefit from this. So if you are a member of the Boob Group, then uh, of the Boob Group Club, I should say, then be sure to check out the bonus content for this episode. We're going to be discussing expectations uh, when it comes to body image. So is it better to go into the situation with a low expectation or should you set the bar, maybe not super high, but a little higher? for yourself. So uh, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more in just a bit. For more information about our Boot Group Club, visit our website at newmommymedia.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, so before we wrap up our show today, we do have one of our listeners submitted a question for one of our lactation consultants that answers questions on the show. Uh, so this is what she said. This comes from Willow. Willow says, I nursed my daughter for 15 months. And at that time, I learned I was pregnant with my son and my daughter later weaned. I nursed my son for one year and he weaned after that time as well. So uh, that was over two years ago. And on one side, my bad side, which never produced much milk, uh, I have had an inverted nipple and what appears to be milk leaking over the past two years. I've gone to the doctor and have even had a mammogram from time to time because it appears it could be a clogged duct. Is it normal to still be producing milk after two years of no nursing or should I seek a second opinion from a different physician? Thanks so much, Willow. This is Michelle Stolberger. I'm an IDCLC with Metropolitan Breastfeeding located in the D.C. area. Hi, Willow. What a great question. Generally, after weaning, you can expect your milk production to stop within a couple of weeks. However, according to the experts, quote, small amounts of milk are commonly expressed for weeks, months, or years from women who have previously been pregnant or lactating, end quote. So the amount should be small and not spontaneously flowing. My question to you would be whether the milk is milk that you're expressing or are you actually leaking? I'm glad you followed up with your physician, and it sounds like they're making sure to conduct appropriate tests, but I would always feel free to check back with them if it continues, especially if you find you're getting plug ducts. One step that you can take to help prevent the plug duct is to take soy lecithin, which is a supplement that is thought to help with reducing the stickiness of milk. This can be found over the counter and taken as directed. 
thanks for your question, and I hope things get better. That wraps up our show for today. Thanks for listening to The Boob Group. Don't forget to check out our sister show, Preggy Pals, for expecting parents. Newbies for newly postpartum moms. Parent savers for moms and dads with toddlers and twin talks. Our show for parents of multiples. This is The Boob Group, where moms know breast. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. How would you like to have your own show on the New Mommy Media Network? We're expanding our lineup and looking for great content. If you're a business or organization interested in learning more about our co-branded podcasts, visit our website at newmommymedia.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.